Well, hello, church family. Thanks for joining us this evening. So we're going to continue the series on the power of thanksgiving. And we're going to just talk a little bit about how being thankful and how being grateful can truly change your life. And we're going to talk about what it is that we do opposite than being thankful tonight. I want to kind of get into a little bit of that. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting, but it sure has taught me a lot as I have been um, studying. But before I go any further, I want to go ahead, I want to pray, and then we're going to jump right into this because I really believe that if we can get a hold of this, this can truly change your life. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you and, and we thank you, Father, for your word. Father, we pray that it does go forth with power and authority. I, we pray for revelation, Lord. And we pray, Father, that as I speak tonight that you use me, Father, as your vessel. And I pray, Father, for even correction in our lives, Lord, as we're listening, that the Holy Spirit would just speak to us. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. So what is it that we do with, that we do instead of being thankful? What do we do instead of being grateful? What is it that we do? We complain, don't we? And I'm sure you're sitting there and you're thinking, I was coming on to uh, the online service tonight and I was thinking, this is about thankfulness, this is good. But we're going to talk about complaining because that's what we do opposite than being thankful, don't we? And listen, I'm guilty of this. I am totally guilty of this. I complain about all kinds of things. I grumble about things. I fault find. But see, when our mind is going in that direction, we become miserable, don't we? We become so focused on the negative. If we would just start to be thankful and be grateful for things in our life and stop complaining, I believe that there is such power in that, that it can completely change our lives. You know, so many times we'll pray for something, and as soon as we're done praying, or shortly after, what do we do? We start complaining about the situation. This is me. I mean, even, you know, we'll pray for the nation. We pray, Lord, for our nation, and we pray that it be healed, and we pray for all these things. That We stop praying, and then, Minutes later, we see something on our phone or somewhere we start complaining about things that are going on in the country and, and politics and I don't like this and the governor and the president. Did we just pray? Did we just pray? So then why are we complaining? So it's kind of like we're talking out of both sides of our mouth. So we either we just prayed and we believe or we're going to just complain and be miserable. So which is it? I mean, how many times do we pray? We pray about something in, you know, with our, our marriage or with our kids or whatever. We pray about it, and then minutes later something happens, and what do we do? We start complaining. We start grumbling. We start getting miserable about it, right? These are the things we do. But I'll tell you, if we can grab hold and say, no, I know that I do that, and catch ourselves, it can change our lives if we start speaking that life and start thanking God for things and start finding something to be thankful for. Philippians 4, 6 and the New King James, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, we have to learn to pray 
and then be thankful and thank him for the answer to that prayer. Do you know that the healthiest human emotion is gratefulness? The healthiest human emotion is gratefulness. Giving thanks totally increases your immunity system. Do you know that? It makes you more resistant to stress and it also makes you less susceptible to illness. Now think about that. And this is true because we know this. How many times are we stressed out in life and we end up with a cold? We end up with a virus. Why? Because our immunity system is down because we're stressed out. Why are we stressed out? Because we're focusing on the negative and we're complaining about everything that we don't like, walking through, can't take it anymore, annoyed about, right? Let's just be honest. But that's why so many times our immune systems are down because of what's going on on the inside of us and what's coming out of our mouth, right? So many times that's the case. Studies have shown that people who are grateful are more happy, and that's a true statement. Ungrateful people are not only miserable, but they are never satisfied. You know, have you ever stopped and thought about, do I complain a lot? Am I a complainer? And I think most of the time we think, nah, not really. But I think if we took one day and we thought about everything we were thinking about and everything we were saying, we would be shocked on how much negative stuff comes out of our mouth or how much negative stuff goes on on the inside of us, how much we're annoyed, how much we're irritated, how much we're complaining, fault-finding. We, we do this all the time, and we don't even realize it. You know, did you ever stop and think about what you're thinking about or what your thoughts are? Are your thoughts positive most of the time, or are they negative? I mean, be honest. Are they mostly positive thoughts, or are they mostly negative thoughts? You know, complaining, it's either, this is the reason why we complain, okay? So there's two reasons, and this actually was in one of Joyce Meyer's books, and here's what she says. Complaining, the reason that we complain, it's for two reasons. It's either because someone or something didn't go the way you intended it to go. So somebody did something or something happened in a manner in which you didn't want it to go. So it went a different way, went awry, went differently than what you thought. Or that you have been waiting on something longer than you expected that you had to wait. So you're annoyed because now I got to wait longer on this. I have been praying about this, Lord, and I'm really getting annoyed because I'm becoming impatient because the answer's not coming. Whatever that looks like, do you know that God is not rushed? Do you know that he's not rushed and that his word is always on time and that his word uh, it, it teaches us how to be patient? And I have to tell you, I have a rushed personality, so this is something that I have to think about all the time because I have a tendency to rush everywhere I go all the time, and Jesus was never rushed. I just read a devotional the other day, and it was so good because it was talking about Jesus, and they come to him and they say, Lazarus is dead. Now, if somebody came to me and my personality and said, so-and-so just died, they need you to come there. I would be, I'm not only just rushed, I would be like on a mission to get there as fast as I can, get out of the way, hurry it up. And, and 
Jesus, it didn't change him. He wasn't rushed. He stayed at peace. He was calm. And when he got there, he gave, he gave glory to God, right? See, he wasn't rushed. The word is always on time. God is never late. But what happens is we get impatient and we rush or we take it upon ourselves to do it because we just can't wait any longer. We can't take it, you know? And so we complain because something takes longer than what we expected it to to take. And maybe God's still working it out behind the scenes. So we start complaining, don't we? Do you know that the Israelites, and many of us know this, they walked around that mountain for 40 years. And it was only an 11-day journey. But how many of us can say in our lives that we walk around the same mountain, and we might have walked around it for 20, 30, 40 years even ourselves. And it could have been an 11-day journey. But maybe if we would have started thanking God and being grateful instead of complaining for the last 30 or 40 years, it might have changed the situation. And it might have changed it pretty quickly. But then we read this in the Bible and we say, 40 years, that's ridiculous. But we do the same things. The reason those Israelites were in that situation is because of their complaining spirits, right? It totally destroyed them. The Israelites complaining opened the door to the enemy who was able to come in and literally destroy them, right? But see, if they would have started to look at God and his goodness and appreciate all that God was doing for them, it would have, pray, it would have totally changed that situation. I truly believe that. But we do such similar things. We get into a situation, we look back, you know, the Israelites even looked back at one point and said, I'd rather be in slavery. What? Are you crazy? I mean, this, this is what they do. But here's the thing. We do the same thing. We get into a situation. We're miserable in it. And so what do we say? We look back and we say, oh, I think it was easier back there. I think I should go back there. But what does Paul say? Paul says, don't look back. Don't look back. You can't move forward if you're looking back. That's what he says. He says, don't look back. But the Israelites, oh, I want, I'd rather go back to slavery. Really? Are you serious? But so many times we do the same thing. We're praying for something. We get it. And then we think, oh, this is hard. And we look back and say, oh, I'd rather go back there. I'd rather go back there, right? But see, we think, oh, it wasn't as bad back there. I don't, I don't remember. But when we were walking through, it was pretty bad, right? When we were walking through, it was bad. Philippians 3.13, and this is in the NLT. It says, no, dear brethren and sister, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. This is Paul. This is what he's saying. Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. Forget the past. Maybe you have, maybe it was better back there. Or maybe you went through really hard times back there. But forget the past and look ahead. You know, I've had people who came up to me and, you know, they want me to pray for kids or, or ch to have children. They end up getting those children. All they do is complain about them. Come on, you just prayed for them. Who said it was going to be easy parenting? Because it certainly isn't. Or, or the one who, you know, wants to get married. I want to get married. I want to get married. So, so you get married, and all they do is complain about their spouse. They're miserable. Well, you were miserable when you were lonely. You were miserable when you were single. Now you're married, and guess what? Even though you got what you wanted and you prayed for, 
You're miserable because of that. And what do we do? We complain. No one said marriage was easy, did they? No one said it was going to be easy. But we, we, we look back and think, wow, when I was single, I didn't have all those stresses. It was a whole lot easier. Or before I had kids, I could just, you know, sleep in. Or you have a teen or a young adult, and it's hard right now, and you look back and think, oh, that infancy stage was easy. No, it wasn't. You were exhausted and tired and complaining about that the whole time. So, so we look back and we think, oh, that was easier. No, it wasn't. Not at the time that it, you were walking through it. It wasn't easier. But we look back and think, oh, I think, I, I think that was easier. We're always looking back. You know, it's hard to move forward if you're always looking back, correct? It's hard to move forward. How about this one? Um, I need a new job. I need a promotion. I, I want to get that promotion and, or I need a job, whatever that is. Okay, so you get this new job. You're so excited. Yes, I landed the job. So excited. Within, I don't know, a year, maybe six months, what do you start doing? This isn't so easy. I don't know if I wanted this job. This is really hard. Maybe my other job, I like my other job a lot better, don't I? And so we start looking back at the old job and we think, I'd rather have that job. But didn't you just pray for this job? Didn't you want that promotion? Weren't you mad and complaining when you didn't get the promotion before and somebody else got it? What'd you do? You complained about it. See, we go and we look back. And instead of saying, you know, and looking at this new job and thanking God for it, we look back. And if we really look back and think about it when we were in the last job or the last position, we were always complaining because, you know, it's a bad work environment. And if I was the one in charge, it'd be different. And, you know, we look back and we criticize the boss and we complain about him. And um, we complain because of the hours we have. And we complain because the money we make. And we complain, uh, you know, the benefits aren't the same. So we're all complaining back there. Then we're moving forward. We get the promotion. We get the job, the one we prayed for. And now it's hard, and so I'd rather be back there. And then we complain about the job, and it's just too hard. We do these things, and it sounds crazy, but I do them. We all do them. This is part of being human beings, but here's the thing. We have to start to catch ourselves to stop the constant complaining about everything and try to look for something to be thankful for. It says when you're grateful, you even feel better. Your immunity system is better. You're healthier when you choose to be grateful right? When you choose to be grateful, but we have that tendency to look back or we have the tendency to think, well, I should have made a different decision. Well, what if I would have done this? Well, how about that over here? And we think about all the ways we should have done this or we should have done that. And I'm just as guilty. I do that many times. But what does Paul say? He says, don't look back. He tells us that. Don't look back. And I have to remind myself of that many times. I have to choose to not look back. I have to choose to move forward. You can't move forward and look back at the same time. If the Israelites, I wonder if they ever realized just how much they were complaining. And I wonder if they would have changed that, their complaints into praise or into thanksgiving, how much quicker they would have been out of that situation. If they would have stopped complaining and murmuring about everything that was going on and started praising and started thank, thanking God, I guarantee you they would have been not around that mountain for 40 years. They would have gotten out much faster, right? I mean... Another thing that we think about or do or, or is easy to do, especially now and today, 
is that since the pandemic, we tend to look back at what it used to be, the good old days, before the pandemic. Now, there were certainly things that was a whole lot easier back then. And it is very difficult not to look at those negative things that are there now. But we can't be, we're not going back there. We're not changing back. It's not going to be normal like it was before, quote unquote, if that's what you want to say, normalcy. See, these, we look back and we think, well, it was easier back then. And we start complaining and miserable about what we're walking through right now. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to complain about the gas prices or whatever it is. It's easy to complain about that. But life as we knew it, know, used to know it, is not coming back. So we have to find something in the here and now to be grateful for, to be thankful for, to stop looking at all the negative. There's a lot of negative, but we're either going to pray and believe God's going to provide for us and take care of us, or we're just going to complain and be miserable. You got two choices. Which one are you going to do? Yeah, things are going on. You're right. And yes, this has been difficult, but it's not going back. So you have to make a decision. What are you thankful for today? You know, prior to the pandemic, it's not easy. There was a book, um, oh, it said something like uh, the, the best of times and the worst of times. I'm sure my husband will know what the name of that is. But there was a book, and that's what they said. These were the best of times and the worst of times. And prior to the uh, pandemic, things, you know, were quote-unquote good. But when we were back there prior to the pandemic, we were complaining about stuff. We didn't like stuff then either, so we complained about all that stuff. Then the pandemic hit, and then we complained because we were all in lockdown. And then we complained because we got to wear the mask. Oh, look, I didn't like any of that. Totally agree. I was one of the ones complaining. But as you can see, we just, no matter what situation we're in, we, we complain about it. We're complaining about it. We get married, we complain. We have kids, we complain. We get a job, we complain. Why do we do this? Why don't we look at the positive? Why don't we find something positive in situations and be grateful? Philippians 2.14, and this is the Amplified Classic. Do all things without grumbling, fault-finding, and complaining against God, and questioning and doubting among yourselves. Do you know um, that whenever you complain and it comes out of your mouth, that complaint, you've already thought it in your head. So you don't complain out of your mouth without thinking it in your head first. It's easier to be thankful for things when it's going good, isn't it? It's totally easy. When things are all, everything in life is going well, we can, oh, I'm so thankful for the birds, Lord. Oh, I'm so thankful for my car. I'm so thankful all the time. And then when things are bad, Boy, it's tough to find something good to be thankful for, to be grateful for, right? See, God's the God of the impossible, and he can change any circumstance or situation. So if you are in a bad circumstance, if you are in a mess right now, if you are in a situation right now, find something to be thankful for and thank him through it, and God will change that situation around. He'll fix that. But a lot of times it's our own attitudes that have to change. We have to change. Our attitude has to change. Our complaining attitude needs to change. We need to stop 
resenting. We need to stop looking back. We need to stop grumbling, fault finding, and, and looking at everything and become thankful and say, Lord, thank you for, uh, for my home. Lord, thank you for the heat in my house. Do everything without grumbling, fault finding, and complaining. Find something in that trial that you're walking through that is good. Find something in that problem that you're going through that is good. Find something to be thankful for. Maybe you got a bad marriage. There's got to be something that's good in that marriage. Maybe your kid's going through something. There's got to be something that's good that you can thank God for. You can find something to thank him for, but you got to choose to look for it. That's what we have to do. We must make a choice. We have to choose to be thankful and we have to choose to look for it, don't we? Maybe your job is tough right now. Maybe you are walking through a really hard time. And maybe you do need to change the job. Maybe there's a lot going on there. But until God opens that door, you thank him through it. You thank him for that job until the duck's door opens. And I'll tell you this, if you can't become thankful with a grateful heart, that door is going to open much faster. Thank him when things are good. Thank him maybe for the insurance benefits at that job. Thank him for maybe the one person that you do enjoy talking to at work. Thank him, maybe you drive far and you're like, it's too far. Thank him that you can listen to that podcast or that worship music on the way there. Thank him for something in that job. Thank him for the day off or whatever it is, but find something to thank him for until God moves you out of there, until God moves you out of there. You know, I was at a job prior to the church probably 20 plus years ago. And this job was not an easy job. And every single day, I would literally leave. I would pray to go into work. And by the time I got to lunch, it had gotten so difficult that I'd have to go out to my car, speak the word over myself, over the people in there, and over the situation just to get through the second part of my day. Now, let me say something. It was hard. God moved me out then. But let me say this. What I learned through that was amazing because I learned to rely on God. I learned to rely on him. I would go out and I would speak the scriptures and I would pray for favor and I would pray for those people and I would pray for myself. And so it changed me and it was good for me when I was in that situation. So maybe you're in this situation with this job and this is, and you're walking through it, but it's going to help you and it's going to even make you bigger and better in the end. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Amplified. And every situation, no matter the circumstance, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do you know it's important that we start to thank people? When you just thank people for maybe doing something small for you, or maybe it is something big, but even something small, it blesses them. When you just tell them thank you, it blesses them. Showing appreciation is so important. And it's important to God, too. You know, giving thanks is like 76 times, I believe, in the Bible saying giving thanks. So we need to start thanking people and showing appreciation to them. Just like we need to thank God for all of his goodness. Amen? 
Romans 8, 28 amplified. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together for good as a plan, for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. See, God's deeply concerned about the situation you're in. He has a good plan and a good purpose for you. But are we willing to wait on God? Are we willing to allow him to work in that situation? Are we willing to uh, uh, give thanks while we're waiting? Or do we always look back and think, I wish it were this? But you know what? We need to start viewing everything through the reality of God is good. God's goodness. We're walking through this situation, but God is still good. It might be a health situation, and it is so hard right now to find something good in that. But here's the thing. God is good. Amen? There is no bad in God. There are seasons in life. There's joy and there's sorrow in life. There are seasons. Isn't that what Ecclesiastes says? Ecclesiastes 3, 1 amplified. There's a season and a time appointed for everything and a time for every delight and every event or purpose under heaven. Amen? There is a time and a season, a purpose, things we walk through all the time. But God is good no matter what you're walking through. He is good. And if you can't find something to thank him for, thank him that he is good. Hallelujah. Thank him for his goodness. He is still working out your situation. Your situation is not over. He's still writing your script. Ephesians 2.10 in the Passion, it says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny that he has given each of us. For we, have joined, we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. And even before you were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we will do to fulfill it. Hallelujah. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose. You're walking through something right now. Give him praise while you're walking through. Give, be grateful no matter the mess you're in. God is still good no matter the health crisis. And I'm not saying it's not difficult. It is very hard during those times in life, those seasons that are painful. Maybe you just lost a loved one. Maybe you're experiencing severe anxiety or a loss of a job or something's going on in your home. It's very difficult. But say, God, I have this situation, but I know you are good and I'm going to find something to be thankful in. God is good no matter what you're walking through. And if you keep that in mind, I believe things will change. Psalm 27, 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God and the land of the living. God always works according to what is right and what is just. He is true. He is good. Hallelujah. He cannot contradict his nature. His nature is goodness. Psalm 105 verse, uh, excuse me, Psalm 100, verse 5, and this is the NLT. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to each generation. Psalm 107, 1, oh, give thanks for the Lord, for he is good, for his mercies endure forever. God sent his son. He was the perfect sacrifice so that our sins can be forgiven. That's a thing that you can say, well, I don't have a lot to be thankful for, but thank you, Father, that you've forgiven me of my sins. Thank you that you sent Jesus Christ. Thank you that you are good, right? He, God doesn't want any to perish. He wants us all to come to repentance. He wants us all to, to come to know him 
and to be saved. Amen? 2 Peter uh, 3, 9. For, uh, this is the, um, yeah, 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See, Romans 2, 4, it says it, um, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So how do we become thankful people? It's a choice we have to make. By being thankful, we're going to feel less stress. By being thankful, we're going to have less anxiety. By the, changing the way we think and what we speak, it's going to determine how you feel. And how you feel is going to determine how you act. If you want to change your life, you have to become thankful. You're going to feel less stress, but you have to deliberately do that. You have to think on those things. You have to choose God's word. You have to choose to think on things, things that are positive, things to be thankful for. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So be anxious for nothing, but with prayer, give thanks. Let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. See, we just said it. How do we become thankful people? We think on these things. Here's what it, go, here's what it says. Verse 8, meditate on this. Finally, brethren, whatever's true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are uh, lovely, whatever of a, things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, think on, you have to think on these things, think on these things. Verse 9, the things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the Lord of peace will be with you. Are you looking for peace tonight, church? Are you looking for peace? There's your answer. It says, meditate on these things. If you need God's peace, it says that you need to think on things that are true, lovely, and have a good report. That's what we need to do. We have to choose to think on those things. And then we have to choose what's coming out of our mouth. If we notice we're complaining, we got to stop and, and, and start again. Okay, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to be grateful here. I'm going to, I'm going to give praise and I'm going to give thanks for your goodness, Lord. I'm not going to do that. That's how we do it. We have to, we have to intentionally do this. Sometimes one of our biggest problems is, is that we maybe grew up in a home where there was a lot fault finding. Maybe it wasn't a very safe environment or possibly it was just a environment of constant murmuring, griping, and complaining all the time, grumbling all the time. So we got so used to that that now as adults, we have to undo some of that stuff. And that's hard because we, we, just, we do it without even thinking. So we have to be aware of what we're thinking about and what we're saying, and then we have to be intentional on changing that. We must be intentional. Do you know that Abraham made a decision to not live in strife with his nephew Lot? Here's what it says in Genesis 13, 8. So Abraham said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren, and one says, for we are relatives. So here's what happened. Abraham says to Lot, you choose the left or the right, I'll take the other, the other part of the land. So Lot chooses what he wants, Abraham takes the other side. Now Abraham could have complained and said, I really wanted that side, but he took it. Or he could have said, 
you know, he kind of kind of stewed on it and gotten annoyed and irritated, maybe kind of resentful on, on which way, which side he had to choose. But he didn't do that. So see, Abraham kept the right attitude. And here's what it was. He didn't dwell on that. He didn't complain about it. But Abraham was abundantly blessed because of that, because he had the right heart. He had the right attitude, right? The devil cannot stop the blessings of God that he has for you if you have a grateful heart. He can't stop that. Joyce Meyer says, here's the problem. Why do we complain? We complain because we, we, we don't give thanks. We just give the negative, right? And he, it says here, Paul instructs us to pray with thanksgiving in every situation. And I believe that in any situation that you're in, you can turn it around by stopping complaining, by intentionally choosing to speak life out of your mouth. And if you realize you're complaining, to stop and start again and give thanks and be grateful and I believe you can change your situation. I truly believe you can change that situation. I believe that you can walk or you can stop walking around this same mountain by choosing what you're thinking about and choosing to give thanks and to be grateful instead of complaining, grumbling, fault finding. Amen. And I believe you're going to be healthier. You're going to feel better just by thanking God. Psalm 100, it says, shout to the Lord, um, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing. Acknowledge the Lord is good. He has made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, uh, pasture. Enter the gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise and give thanks and praise it to his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to all generations. So church, can we give thanks to the Lord for he is good? right? If nothing else, your, lame is, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Give thanks for your family to the Lord. Give thanks for your job or find something good in that. Give thanks for your children. Give thanks for your health. Give thanks for your car, for your home. Give thanks even for the dishwasher, the washing machine. Give thanks for him and that he is good. Give thanks for the birds, the moon, the sun. Give him thanks. Find something to be grateful for. And I can tell you this, just by saying these things and being grateful and saying thanks, it changes the way you feel. It releases the anxieties. It releases some of those stresses because we're giving thanks and we're changing and choosing what we think and what we're saying, and it will change your situation. So if you're here tonight and you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, and you're saying, I don't, I don't really know, or I'm backsliding, I've been through some hard times, this year's been rough, and I don't really know, maybe there is a God, maybe there's not. Or maybe you knew the Lord years ago and you just haven't been following him. But we're going to pray a prayer. We're going to pray it together. And I want you to pray it from your heart, and I want you to, to mean it. So, Father God in heaven, I believe tonight that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross. I believe that he rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins and accepting me today into your kingdom. I thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, and I'm thanking you for your goodness.
I thank you that you accept me into your kingdom today. And I give you praise and I thank you, Lord, that now I have eternal life. And I pray all of that in Jesus' name. Well, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. We could give us a call here at church or email us and let us know. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to send you some things. But thank you for joining us tonight. And church family, remember, if you want to change that situation, be grateful and find something in it to be grateful and thankful for. And make that choice to speak it out of your mouth and stop the complaining, stop looking at the negative, and look at the positive, and you will see change in your life. Amen. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.